Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer and filmmaker Corey Hendrickson. Corey Hendrickson is based in Middlebury, Vermont, and has worked with clients such as Apple, ASICS, Esquire Magazine, Popular Mechanics, and Newsweek, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Corey about how he went from getting a degree in forest biology to then pursuing a career in photography. I also speak to Corey about his work as a documentary filmmaker. Corey is someone whose work I've really enjoyed for many years, so it was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. Well, Corey Hendrickson, uh, thanks for taking the time to come to the podcast, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's an honor to, to, to chat with you. I've really enjoyed listening to it and, and hearing what people have to say. And yeah, thank you. For, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. I've been following your work for years just because we both contribute to Yankee Magazine. Um, that's how I kind of saw your work originally. And I've always enjoyed all the portraits you take and whatnot. So I was definitely excited to actually get to talk to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a great client. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess this kind of start off, like, where did you grow up and like, how did you kind of get into photography initially? Yeah, I, um, I grew up in Lexington, Mass, and we were lucky to have a fantastic photography teacher in, in darkroom. Uh, his name was Mr. Z, and um, yeah, photo photo one and photo two, and it was it was great. We also had a fantastic film class, and um, it's funny. I was just thinking the other day. I remember and it was truly film. It, it was a screening room. It was small and and real hot, but you know, I can sort of remember the sound of the projector and. I think those two classes really made an impression on me, maybe more so than I realized even at the time. Um, so, but I also, I I did grow up around photography a little bit in the sense that my mom was an avid, uh, <laughs> avid, very amateur photographer. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's she'll, cool. She'll, she'll laugh. That's cool, um, man. So it was kind of like around high school time, you kind of started getting in there and learning about like the darkroom and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, you know, Definitely. I mean, it was a combination of being in the dark room and, and seeing, you know, making prints and learning about that process and as much about going out and using the, the camera as a, as a tool to explore the world and, you know, it being a reason to go places you wouldn't normally go or approach people you wouldn't normally approach. So For sure. That, that was pretty thrilling. Yeah. Do you remember kind of the first things you kind of started photographing when you, when you first got into it? Definitely. Um, a lot, I mean, a lot of sort of stuff with friends trying to figure out exposure and blah, blah. But one of the pictures, uh, early pictures I made that sort of startled me because I couldn't believe I, I it, it, you know, it took him by surprise in the sense that I actually went up and did it. And then I was I, relatively happy with the results. And there were some guys, you know, I think it was, it's in Boston. We took the tea into, into town somewhere. And I don't remember where exactly, but I made, I made a portrait of these three, these three guys on the corner and, uh, in various levels of sobriety, I think, but, um, it just, it's just something about that moment of, of connecting with a total stranger and having that very quick dialogue about making an image and, you know, two thirds of them were okay with it. And, um, and then getting the film back and it was exposed correctly. And it was like, you know, it's just, that was sort of a, uh, a moment that really stuck with me. And I, I, I have a copy of the print somewhere, but yeah, that was, that was exciting. And it, it sort of triggered something in that, photography you know being a way into other people's lives and faces and that whole thing so you've always just been kind of drawn to photographing um people from the get-go 
Yeah, and, and I mean, sort of everything. I, I mean, I, landscapes too. Um, but that, but that image, there's a, there's a thrill I think with photographing people that is unique to, to portraiture. I don't. The landscape thrill is like a much more subdued sort of thermosville coffee up early. You know, it's a different vibe. Photographing people is like there's adrenaline to it. So yeah, landscapes. Landscapes is almost just, it's kind of like relaxing. Like you kind of get out in the world and it's almost like uh, quiet. I guess that's why I kind of. Look yeah, at and it. it's it's yeah, it's seldom. They're seldom one-offs. You know, like mm. they're usually it's a more. You know, a slower process. Yeah, um, definitely. So, but yeah, I like both, and I still, yeah. you know, I still. Both both things still interest me quite a bit. That's cool. So I guess once you finished um, high school, uh, what was kind of your next step? Did you did you like study photography after that? Like, did you kind of think you were going to be a photographer at that point, or what, what, what was kind of your next step after high school? Yeah, I, did, I um, so I ended up following my sister. I went up to University of Vermont in in Burlington okay. and uh, ended up studying forestry yeah, because I just I wanted to be outside and I like mm. working with my hands and doing doing that sort of work and that ended up sort of getting me and that became a vehicle to travel a little bit because I was fortunate to get some jobs for the forest service uh, during college where I went out and worked in Colorado and spent a couple summers up in Alaska oh, and wow. I was yeah I did a lot of I did a lot of shooting those through all those travels and um it was it was, it was fun that you know I not many of the pictures were very good but but <laughs> the, the thrill of like it's full on documentary mode because it's, you know the last was actually pretty spectacular. We we're living on a boat and flying in a helicopter, and it was like a, you know, there's pictures everywhere. Damn. And uh, yeah, and I was shooting slides, and they're probably, you know, it was a mixed bag of results, but it, but it was fun to come back and sort of, again, relive those moments through through photographs. And this was like a while ago, so I was actually doing slideshows and projecting slides, and you know, it, was, it was pretty exciting. That's cool. So you were like shooting photos for the park service, or you were like working with the park service or what was that about like the Alaska and Colorado stuff? Um, yeah. So I was doing research with for the, for the forest service mm. and, um, yeah, not photography is not at all part of my job. Okay. Um, but, but it was a great, you know, it was a good, it, there's lots of things to photograph because it was, you know, unique, unique people to work with and unique places. And I ended up eventually going on and, and, um, staying with the forest service and, uh, working on a hotshot crew, fighting fire, and again shot tons of photos of that, um, oh, wow. but mostly with a like pretty crappy point and shoot, and very, you know, kind of like road photos. I mean, we were living on the road, and so it's a lot of random places, and not a lot of time to pursue the images in a certain way. But in in another way, that was actually those constraints were helpful because you just kind of make your images and move on. So yeah, that's cool. Well, so at that point, did you think like you were going to make a career out of like the park service or were you still kind of, did you have like a dream of like being a photographer at that point? No, it's, it's switched. Um, so eventually I ended up up in Jackson, in Jackson, Wyoming on a fire assignment and completely became smitten with the landscape and the Tetons and you know, it's gorgeous. So I ended up renting a, uh, a cabin sight unseen from the classifieds, in the middle of the summer because I knew, you know, fire season ended around October. And so I rented it, sent them a check and said, I'll be back. I don't care what it looks like. I'm coming back. So that sort of got me through the, the season. And then at the end of the year, you know, you work pretty hard for five months and I had some cash. So I, I ended up buying a camera again and I got, um, it was a Canon rebel 2000, which is a, which is a, you know, film camera. And, um, 
so then I was like in a, in a beautiful place with a, with a camera. And then it started to sort of dawn on me. And I was doing a lot of like backcountry skiing, ski mountaineering, doing a lot of, uh, you know, you can't, it's hard to take it by a picture there. So I was yeah. photographing <laughs> trips in the mountains with friends. And then I got, yeah, I had some, you know, got, got lucky early on and was able to sell some images and started thinking about, Oh, this is, this is amazing. I can go on, (laughs) you know, pursue these adventures and then document them and then pay for more adventures. And that was, that sort of gave me a taste of it. And, um, you know, it's it's downhill from there. (laughs) Yeah. So like at that point, because I know you went to school for like your, like the forestry stuff, like were you kind of like studying like the history of photography on your own? Like were you like kind of researching photographers or were you kind of like even paying attention to that? Like or anything? Yeah, it's funny. um, So I did, I I worked in the outdoor industry for for four or five years and and it was, you know, had some success. And then it coincided with sort of a desire to, to leave Jackson and go back east and be close to family and friends. And, and I actually, I did, I missed New England quite a bit. So I moved cross country and um, had a, like, at that point in time was really craving to know literally like everything. I was like consuming photography and anywhere I could find it, you know, and, and I didn't study much art history in, in the, in the forestry program. So I ended up looking for uh you know, I was interested in an MFA program, but I did not want to, like, I was just kind of done moving. So I ended up being in Vermont and didn't want to leave. So I ended up finding an online MFA program from Academy of Art nice. in San Francisco, which was, which was great. I mean, it gave me what I was after, which was a pretty thorough, you know, art history, photography history. And then, mm-hmm. and then it got, and then it kind of got real after that as far as making, making work. So yeah. Were there like any like photographers early on, early on that you there's work the work that you kind of admired any photographers you kind of looked up to when you were kind of getting into it? I mean, yeah, it's been it's been sort of the same few people for a while. Um, Emmett Gowan has always sort of just consistently blown me away, and um, I mean, it, it's funny it it's changed over time, but I feel like these you know there's certain there's a number of folks that have made made work with people that are really close to them over a number of years, and that that has always really resonated with me because. I'm constantly shooting friends and family and, and whatever. So like, yeah, Emmett Allen has always been a huge inspiration. Sally Mann for the same reason. Oh yeah. Um, Larry Towell, he's, you know, he's a lot of really beautiful work of yeah, the his book, family as well. Yeah. That book, he, I forget what his book's called. That book, uh, where it's just like the photographs of like his family, like farm and stuff. It's like so amazing. Um, yeah. They're, yeah. They're incredible. Like I, you know, Magnum does their square print sale and I've consistently picked up like, I mean, they're small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Larry Towell prints and have them and frame them, and I just yeah, his work his work is really amazing to me. And um, yeah, you know, Stephen Dorado actually is also. I've mm-hmm. always been the photographs he did of his dad were incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think there's sort of two that stuff I've always really liked, and then more recently, like I've been I'm completely blown away by Peter Van Atmel's work always because it's mm-hmm. just like he. I feel like he's constantly pushing the pushing the boundaries of composition and yeah, equipment and definitely. <laughs> storytelling and yeah i could i could see like similarities to, like some of those people's work in yours just like the thing i've always enjoyed about your work it's just like uh you just photograph like real people this kind of like people that you normally wouldn't see like this interesting characters and stuff and that's the kind of portraiture i really admire this kind of the interesting characters that you might not normally see in a magazine or something that's kind of have more of a story behind them it's kind of yeah completely i mean that's that's sort of what and Vermont's full of them. I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I'm 
completely amazed at this stuff that goes on usually in my backyard. And, you know, I get these assignments. I'm like, this guy's doing what in his garage? But, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. It's incredible. So, yeah, yeah that, that you know, I've always – the real people part is, is important for me. I mean, I think I like mm. – I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to – I mean, you have to make your own work, but at the same time, it's it's enjoyable to, to work with someone who's not used to being photographed and to, and to work with them on a story and create images. And then they see themselves and – in a new way or see the work in a new way. And it's sort of that, that collaborative part is really, um, that, that excites me. Yeah, definitely. So I guess like the point where you kind of started to take your photography more seriously and wanted to make a career out of it. Um, what were kind of like some of the first assignments you got and like clients you were working with and like, how are you kind of getting your work out there? Yeah. I mean, initially, so it started out in Wyoming. I mean, I, I would, <laughs> uh, I, I ended up, sneaking into the outdoor retailer show um like literally just like through a back door in the building the spec one is in salt lake and uh which is hilarious but so i had a portfolio and i snuck in there and was like and it just, and it just started scrambling for meetings and um meeting with you know it, it, i mean a lot of it's like uh they're not very agencies very much just meeting with companies there so but i ended up making some good connections and um yeah i got i got lucky with some you know, decent catalog shoots and ends up doing some work for, you know, the A6 running shoot company. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, and that was great. And that was like probably the first shoot where I was like, Oh crap, <laughs> this is, you know, sort of, sort of, there's a lot on the line. There's like, you know, Olympic caliber athletes there and we had a, a big RV and, um, it was intense. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people standing right behind you and I'm used to, for the most part was like up in the mountains by myself or with a buddy. And then all of a sudden it was like, I had a lot of people looking, looking over my shoulder and that was, that took a little getting used to. And this was actually, I mean, this was, we were shooting slide film. So it wasn't even like, Damn. they weren't even like asking to see images. It's just like, <laughs> you know, which maybe that was better. I don't know. Yeah. Cause at that point, had you like done any like photo assisting or like worked with any other commercial photographers or had you kind of had any experience in that world or did you just kind of like jump right into it? Yeah. A little bit of both. Um, I did. I I worked briefly for a guy out in Jackson, um, Greg Von Dorsten, who mm. you know was kind of take me on, let me show me the rope for a little bit. But it, but it, it it was a bit of a conflicted thing because I wasn't like I was chomping at the bit to just sort of make my own work and do my own thing. And it's it, assisting. You sort of need to commit to being in that world, and I wasn't. Yeah. Like I wasn't really committed to that, to be honest. I, mean, I sort of just wanted to. <laughs> shoot, I needed shoot, money. Shoot. I needed to shoot. And that was sort of a way to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, um, I feel you. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it kind of took you a while to get used to working with like clients and stuff. Were there like any like um, early assignments you had that you kind of learned a lot from um, when you first started out? Yeah, I mean that that working with those with ASICs was a was a big learning curve. Trying to, I mean, it was very much that was very much shooting to fit the, to fit the comps and fit the catalog and it was in some sense like the images were already created and you're you were filling spaces which is fine um yep. but that was that was that process was slightly different to me and it you know it is what it is um mm. other than that i'm trying to think other you know i mean it's a good question yeah i guess it's like yeah because it is 
Uh, when, you, when you first shoot those like big commercial jobs, it is a lot because you're like you got to manage this set. It's just like a lot of client services and it's so many people people on set. It definitely takes a while to get used to. At least for me, um, just because yeah. like you said, it's so much on the line. It's so different than like shooting like a little editorial job where it's just you know they're paying you like eight hundred bucks or something, and it's just uh, yeah, it takes a while. It's a lot different. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I think the, 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 you know more recently, I guess I've been doing work with with healthcare and pharma and it the, you know it's like a the challenges there are, are different and it's you know there there's constraints in every direction so that it's become sort of how do you you know you have to create the work for them but at, at some level you're also trying to fulfill your own creative needs so it's you know there's trying to find that sweet spot of those two is sort of what mm. the challenge is now i guess i don't know yeah no definitely i feel you because it is like you need to create something for the client, but at the same time, you want to put your touch on it. Um, yeah, like one thing I was going to ask you is like I kind of ask everybody is like, do you feel like you need to like being a commercial photographer? Do you feel like you need to create work that's going to attract clients or do you kind of just shoot what you enjoy, put it out there and see what comes back or what's your kind of uh, take on that? Yeah, I'm like the least commercial commercial photographer <laughs> yeah. maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Yeah, I don't, I don't entirely know what like that term is is bizarre to me a little bit because yeah, I, I, in in a, in, a, in a perfect scenario, the work that you're creating for a client is mm-hmm. so closely overlaid with how you'd shoot it yep. for yourself. So it, that's sort of what the goal is, and that's what I strive, you know, to, to find clients that react to personal work in a certain way, or you know. Ideally, it's ideally it's really hard to distinguish. I mean, that, that that's important to me. I mean, I feel like I don't want to be. I only really know how to shoot things one way, I guess. In yeah. A certain sense, and that, yeah, you know, that's how I approach. Yeah, you know, you're always trying to expand your 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 repertoire, but at the end of the day, I don't know that I'm a different photographer in some senses now than I was ten years ago. I mean, I know a whole lot more, but there's instincts I think that come in that. You just approach the situation a certain way. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I think that's probably a smart way to go about it to just kind of shoot the way you shoot. Um, I think you're looking at your body. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, no. maybe it, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, it's like yeah, it's a yeah, it's a hard. Th- it, it is a hard thing. Like I mean, it, it, I go back and forth on it with myself. I'm like, oh, because you look at so many, so much work, and like you see like trends in photography, and it's like, oh, should I, should I do that, or should I just stick to with what I do? And it's like one of those things because you, yeah, you want to make money and stuff, but at the same time, you want to um, have your like artistic integrity, and it's like one of those things. But I don't know. From talking to people, I think it's like if you try to chase chase those trends, like you're, you they'll be gone by the time you get to it anyway. So might as well just focus on what you do, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm in Vermont, so yeah. people are like, you know, well, shit. where in where in Maine is Vermont? You know, it's like, all right, so it's yeah. I mean, I I can only, I, I guess I also have this sort of in my back of the back of my mind. I'm also I'm trying to make work so that say in fifteen twenty years I look back and I can I, I want to have work that I still feel close to and. I, and, and still resonates for a certain in a certain way, and I don't know that making work for the sake of getting work, I don't think would. It's going to feel hollow to me, and it's going to look dated, and it's going to be. It's not going to be my work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. I feel the same way. Like I, I want to be able to look at my website and be like, I, like proud of everything I put on there, not just like something I shot because I thought maybe some client would want it. I want to be able to look at it like same thing, like in ten years and be like, damn, I still. 
I, I really enjoy that photo, you know? Um, cause yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess, like, um, one thing I was just going to ask you is this, like, uh, w- when you first started, like, marketing your photography, was it mostly, as, like, were you doing, like, uh, email or were you doing, like, direct mail or how are you kind of getting your work out there and how has it changed over time? Is, like, marketing something you spend a lot of time thinking about? Yeah, it's like it's that's literally what I spent all my time. <laughs> I mean, that is that is the job. So you, when you read between the lines, that's so you got so, what you're doing. so you got all the answers, right, Corey? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah, no. I'm here to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I don't think it's ever. It's never one thing. So, and it's never a short term solution. I feel like it's a. I mean, my goal every every year is to be try and be consistent you know you've got to put the signal out there and it's got to be consistent you have to just send it out there and send it out there and, and don't you know try not to look back i think i mean i've mm. i'm starting to think about things differently i was thinking about marketing as sort of like small campaigns and trying to f- find connections between images i send out to the next one and you know I, from my understanding is that you know you talk to art buyers and they, things get put into folders and Square pegs go in square peg folder and round pegs go in round peg folder and um which is which is challenging. But yeah, it's a combination of email. I mean I do when I'm really caffeinated, I'll do some cold calling. Nice. Um, <laughs> but the thing I honestly the thing that I've there's nothing that's more effective than just meeting somebody. I mean yeah, it, definitely. even for five minutes, FaceTime is mm-hmm. the thing. I mean it's for sure. It's just a gut feeling you you, when you when you click with somebody, you, you feel like you're on the same page, and that happens really fast. So yeah, definitely going to meet people and getting on, you know, getting getting a chance to sit with them and show them your book is that is it's the ticket. I mean, it's just like it's like it's like it's not different than than life in general. And that you can only meet someone so much through you know online or whatever the computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got to get away from the computer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I saw. I, mean, you... I need it's it's yeah it's it's everything, but it's also. Once you once you meet them and, you, and you're like okay you know, and then I, then you I would like to think the odds are become higher that the next thing you do like the email or the or the postcard or whatever it, it's going to read differently to them a little bit you know yeah definitely and then I saw you you've been working with wonderful wonderful machine um, have you been um, working with them for a while I know uh, some other photographers have uh, used that but I was just kind of curious how that um, has it been a useful resource for you. Uh, I'm hoping it will be. It's that's a relatively newer thing. Okay. Um, it's so yeah. I mean, uh, there's a whole thing about geography that comes into play with some of the way this stuff works, and that it's yeah. It's being the short answer is that yeah. It's a, it's a. I'm hope I'm hopeful, but it's also in a certain way. It's being in Vermont doesn't always make my life easier. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think there's <laughs> do you think there's like any like advantages or disadvantages to Vermont? Like either way, or how do you kind of view work, being up there? Do you think it matters, or if there's yeah, a- I mean the advantages are that I get to wear a lot of hats, which I love. So I get to shoot different stuff all the time, and it's that's always great. I mean, it's just good practice, and it's and I and I enjoy it. Um, the the hard thing is 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 staying on the radar a little bit, and it's also. Um, some of the searching that goes on, you know, it's not like if there's a shoot going on in Boston, then probably it's, you need to do some extra legwork to get in that yeah. initial pool to be considered for stuff that's out like, and not outside of your immediate geographic range. And I mean, they're really, it's pretty quiet up here. Mm-hmm. So, 
it, it takes work, but I wouldn't have it any other way because this is where, you know, I get inspiration from and it's like, definitely. And, yeah. yeah what, I don't know. I, yeah. I, what, I fantasize about living in a city and doing that thing, but it, that's not ever going to happen. So. Yeah. No way, man. Stay in Vermont, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm jealous, man. I wish I lived up there. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is, but it's, but it's like, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't make it easier sometimes. I mean, it's like there's there's an endless pool of amazing, inspiring people doing creative, quirky stuff up here. But it but you know the work is on me to like put the stories together and get them out there and you know try and it, it basically just it's just more it's just more marketing. But maybe that's just, it's probably the same thing everywhere, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's definitely a tough thing. It's always ask people. I'm like maybe they got the answers to marketing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Uh, uh, one thing I know, you had some cool personal projects on your website. I wanted to talk to you about. Um, one in particular was it's called Room Twenty Nine. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Like, what is that project all about, and how did it kind of come to be? Yeah, that was that was actually my MFA project. Um, so I worked I worked closely with uh, Jason Langer, who is a fantastic advisor, and uh, he he didn't he never really sugarcoated anything, which I which I which I'll say I loved now, but it was it was hard. Um, but yeah, I was I've always been intrigued. I mean, I spent a lot of time traveling around the West, and in general, motels have always sort of intrigued me because there's a sort of element of transience and mm-hmm. um, like anonymity and bizarre. They're just unique places, and they're and they're they're fading. You know. I, my my only sort of parameters for that work was nothing, no chains. You know, these are all like sole proprietorships. And um, I was intrigued by like traces of, of humanity and human condition and trying to find, you know, there's all these little weird choices that someone actually made to like pick out this floral, you know, wallpaper or like this, heinous lamp i mean all these things are things that were consciously done by somebody and that those like little those little details really fascinated me yeah and definitely. i and i liked trying to shoot them in a way that was relatively neutral i didn't it wasn't they're just there yeah it wasn't um necessarily taking a stance on them i just found the places fascinating and they were all really uh i mean they're just they're like little Time capsules. Of... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I love a good wood panel wall. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's actually great. Wood panel. I'll take that in. That's great. That's a little ambiance to it. So yeah, nice. definitely. Um, so. Yeah, I I enjoyed those pictures a lot. Um, do you feel like it's important for you as like a photographer to like kind of step away from the commercial world and just kind of shoot little fun projects like that for yourself? Is that kind of important to you? Oh, entirely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's. I think that's where, you know, I get inspired. And then when I, I, I find things that interest me and inspiration and those ideas onto commercial jobs with you. And, you, you know, that's important. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, and then, like, looking back at, like, all the work you've done, um, is there, like, a like a kind of a assignment that you kind of enjoy most? Like, if someone calls you for a job, is there something that kind of piques your interest uh, more than others? Is it, like, just, like, a portrait or kind of telling a story? Um, when you get a call for a job, what kind of piques your interest most, do you think? Yeah, well, it's, it's most recently with the, with the sort of the, the farm work, it's just being, there's a storytelling element of, of being with people that are 
willing to open up and share some really difficult stuff. I mean, they're, they're some, you know, I always come home from those jobs feeling incredibly grateful for being able to do like relatively simple tasks that mm. not everyone is lucky enough to do all the time. So that, that's a huge part of it. And it, it you know, I realizing that puts a lot, I put a lot of pressure on myself to represent these people in a certain way that is important to their story and the work and what's being communicated. And it's not, I mean, I think big pharma has maybe, you know, a little bit of a negative connotation in some ways, but the reality is a lot of these smaller farm agencies and um, like orphan drugs in particular are really able to change people's lives so they can mm. take, take part in life and, and get off, you know, get out of bed and do stuff. And that's, that's hugely moving. And, and to hear people tell their story and be there and be the one that has to capture that, that's like a huge, a huge honor, I think. So I don't know if that answers your question. I no, that, no, that's but, cool. So like with the pharma yeah. stuff you've been doing, like they've been having you photograph like real people with like real conditions. It's not just like models pretty much. Is that kind of something? Yeah, no, it's entirely real people. Like, wow. I mean, I've never done, I've never shot a model. For, I mean, uh, maybe my experience in the farm industry is, is bizarre in that way, but I, yeah, I like they're real. They're real patients, and, and you know, <clears throat> because of that, the, the conditions are challenging. And a lot of times, we're, we're shooting in their houses, which is which is great because they're comfortable there. But it's also like potentially insane. Like when we shot at this house in California, and they had literally had thirteen cats, and it was like, wow. I mean, the art director was he was allergic, and he basically died. Oh, so he was outside <laughs> like eating antihistamines, like candy. It was crazy. Yeah. But, but those challenges are like, I mean, I think that's what makes, you know, you can prepare and prepare and prepare, but then you get there and it's like, there's, it's like game time. And I like that mm -hmm. adrenaline. I like being, I like being, I like the challenge. I mean, you put into like a weird, incredibly non-photogenic space. You're trying to make, you know, an image that has room for type. And you're like, oh my God, there's not like yeah. every single wall is covered in stuff. So I don't know. Those challenges are fun. That's yeah, you know, definitely. Keep on your toes. Yeah, for me, I don't know about you, but the hardest photo is like photographing like a guy in an office. Like it's so tough. <laughs> like at least for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's yeah, like to, yeah. nothing to it. I'm like, how do I make this look good? <laughs> it's like well, a, yeah, and it's hard not to get have them sort of trend towards ironic a little bit because they're <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty yeah. much yeah. It's, Although yeah. I do, you know, it's funny. Even that though, because of like the nature of our work, it's. You know, I feel like it is, even that's like a gift to get into those worlds and see. Oh, definitely. This is someone's nine to five. Like this is, it's, it's just, it's amazing to me. I'm always, I'm always, always interested in what people do for a living. It's just, it's like that question will never, yep. I'll never not be interested in that. It's just fascinating. Yeah. That's, that's, I, that's like the funnest thing about being a photographer. I almost look at it like the photos are almost like this, like a gift. The experience is really like the thing that I enjoy the most. It's like what other job are you going to be able to like, Hey, one day I'm going to go hang out with like some baker. And then the next day you're hanging out with like, uh, some finance guy at like Liberty mutual or something, you know, it's just like, it's so wild. Um, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, fortunately, like I'm in Vermont, so it's usually cheesemakers and beer brewers, which hey, is, you know, that sounds that's good. Not man. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds good. Um, yeah. are there like any assignments like that you've done over your career that kind of stick out to you as like memorable either for like the experience or just kind of looking back that you were kind of proud of the photos or this kind of a memorable assignment that you've had? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I should have an answer for this. It's a, it's a really good question. Yeah, because the thing I've always liked about your work is kind of, there's just like a lot of, it's just like people in their natural environment. It's just kind of cool stuff. Like you said, you've shot lots of cool like uh, cheese makers and stuff in Vermont. This interesting stories of stuff you've done. Like even some of the stuff I've seen you do for Yankee Magazine is this uh, interesting stuff that I never would kind of see anywhere else. I did, I did have one, one thing that came that comes to mind and, it, and it's, um, uh, you know, maybe not the most incredible or even probably not that uplifting of a story, but I, but I ended up photographing this, this sister, uh, a nun down in Rhode Island and, and she was amazing. And, um, sister Ann Keefe, I think her name was and like incredible woman, just totally fascinating. And I'm, uh, I, I, I her, her work was she did a lot of really important work in the community and I got to spend a day with her wow. documenting some of that. And then sadly enough, she passed away relatively shortly thereafter. Mm. And that, and that was maybe the first time that I've, that that's happened to me in the, in the sense that you're with someone. And then before you know it, that person's gone. I mean, I actually, that's not true. Cause I, I did a lot of work with my grandmother and she passed away too, but, yeah. but that sense makes, it puts, a, you know, seeing those images is, is interesting. It, it, it makes you go back and look at them again, really, really closely, because you realize you'll never see that person again. And that's, I mean, that's a little yeah. morose, I guess. But no, photography like, has that, that not, part of it. So yeah, no, definitely, it's definitely kind of intense. It makes you realize, like, you know, life is this. You know, it ends eventually. It kind of puts a little more perspective on life, I guess, um, when you kind of get to spend time with someone like that. Um, I, and then one thing I want to, yeah, what are you gonna say? Well, it's just yeah, it's sort of. Um, there's something, there's something, and there's obviously lots of it written about this, but there is something about making portraits of people that you can't help but, <laughs> you know, it, this is weird, and maybe you probably edit this out, but <laughs> in a certain sense, like you, when you make these portraits, you sort of, you are making a record of that point in time, and it, there is yeah. some element of that person, you know, when they're <laughs> hard to articulate when they are, when they are, when they pass on there those images are become important in, in a way that you might not realize when you're making them so oh definitely kind of interesting yeah for yeah. sure i think it is interesting like um the thing about a photo you could take a photo today and it might not mean that much to you but then in like 20 years it could mean a lot more to you for a different reason or for it could mean a lot more to another person um so that's an interesting thing about photography it can kind of change over time like you could take like to some random photo today and you might not think it means anything, but in 15 years from now, it might mean something totally different to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you about, cause I know you do a lot of motion work, um, and it, it, you do amazing little like documentaries and stuff. Is the motion work something you've done for, um, a long time? And, um, do you kind of have like a different approach to it than your still photography? Um, I'm glad you, yeah, thanks for checking that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, they're, they're pretty closely related, although they're also not, uh, in some respects that, um, I, I like working on projects that incorporate both. I think they both, you know, add elements to the story that are important. Yeah. Um, the, the, I like really, really small crews, like less is more for mm -hmm. sure. Um, especially because I'm not, you know, everything I'm doing is like you said, documentary and it's not, it's not narrative and there's not, it's not actors. And so things don't, you don't really get a second take usually that's worth anything. So, yeah. um, you know, being small footprint and quick and ready is, is the key. 
Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I know I read on your website you have a documentary. I think it might have already come out, um, Gathering Time. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's coming the uh, Green Mountain Film Festival. It, it showed. I was psyched and really honored. I showed it at the Middlebury New Film Makers Festival this summer, and then it's playing in at the Green Mountain Film Festival. And um, that was an interesting experience because I had a a whole idea in mind of what I wanted to make and how I was going to make it. And then I shot it and when I was editing it, it totally flipped and the, and the footage spoke to me in a way that I didn't like caught me off guard. And, and, but I, wow. I went, it was sort of an experiment and I went with it and it, I think, you know, yeah, because I think, I think yeah, I think I read on the wonderful machine blog. It started off. You were basically like interviewing a world war two veteran about exactly, his, yeah, his land, and then it switched over to um, I think it was two people that I believe it they make uh, maple syrup, correct? Correct, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, um, he was amazing. He was like incredible character, but but he wasn't. The footage ended up being about the work, you know, being and it was an experiential sort of piece where you just it's such a crazy amount of work, and especially the way, the way that they're doing it with buckets is relatively antiquated compared mm. to some of the vacuum systems now and so it was i just wanted to sort of convey that feeling of being in this part of vermont in this weather with this rain and carrying the buckets through the slushy snow and there's so many there's so much audio that to me i didn't want to break that spell with cutting in a talking head yeah so that's sort of what led it in that direction um was it hard to like make that switch because i know like sometimes you like start out with something in mind was it easy for you to be like you recognize it and you're like oh here's the story or is it kind of like a battle because i mean sometimes you can kind of get uh dead set on like an idea or, or, or do you kind of have that approach where you're kind of open to allow what happens and kind of let it organically kind of change yeah, I mean, I think you do. I, I try and do like as much planning as possible, and then be open. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart I, it, way. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's changed. Like, I've my approach has changed, and I'm just you know I've only been doing it for five years, probably, so I'm totally new at it. And in, in a lot of ways, I just. But yeah, I, I feel like I, every time that I, I learn every time. I mean, you sort of every every project is a little bit different. I mean, there are you know, certain things become the same in, in mm -hmm. the way you, you know, your, your workflow, but the footage is always different. So yeah, definitely treating it a little differently. What do you, what do you enjoy about um, filmmaking? It's, you know, I, I guess it was a thrill initially to see people talking and moving. Um, but I think that's gone now. And I, I'm at, yeah, it, now it's changed. I mean, I feel like my interest now is much more in trying to find ways to use the medium like as truly as as purely as possible and i and i you know in that sense uh, i'd be fine never doing another talking head really ever <laughs> yeah. i mean it's no one needs to see that i don't think it's like mm -hmm. uh, the soft sell to me is goes a lot further and than having someone tell you something so i'm my goal moving forward is as you know i'd so much rather show than tell mm. it's just like and that's a lot of times harder and, and maybe, you know, requires something more conceptual, but it's that much more rewarding because you're sticking true to what the medium I think should be, you yeah. know? It's, it's, yeah, definitely. I know like, yeah, no, I guess like most of your video stuff or motion work has been like on documentary based. 
um, could you see yourself doing like a different style of filmmaking or do you think you're kind of um, set with the documentary stuff? Yeah, I'm, I am open to it. It's hard. Um, yeah, I, I think it's the thing that I like about documentaries is that it has a, there's an element of realism or yeah. perceived realism that mm-hmm. to me has like a certain currency of, you know, it, 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 it forces you to interact with it in a certain way and you, you know, you, your BS detector is influenced in a certain way. Yeah, definitely. And when things are, you know, only at the highest level, I think is it is it really possible to get beyond that? And I don't. It's a good question. Maybe eventually. I I, I mean, I, I love the idea of. Mm. I have a million like, bazillion ideas of <laughs> yeah. of, of like narrative shorts, but it's resources are hard. <laughs> no, definitely. So, yeah, the and f- actors. It's. That's yeah. like they carry, they make or break it, you know, and it's, that's really hard to, the ones that are really good are really hard to access for projects that are personal. <laughs> yeah. The motion stuff. I mean, I've done a little bit of it and yeah, it is so much different than still photography. Like to do it correctly, you need like, I guess like a little, even like a little crew to help you out to do it correctly with like audio and stuff. So it is a, a different beast. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I like, it's funny. I worked with an editor and he was fully like guerrilla style and yeah. he, uh, he, I, I've learned he, I've learned a lot. Like I was sort of getting, like you said earlier, like falling in love with ideas and like forcing it, you know, and it was like unnatural and that, that comes across so quickly in the footage. And he was so much more just like laid back and letting things be real. And he would, you know, he films everything. And, it, and there's a certain way of, I think that that, when you're open to it and those, those are like beautiful, weird inconsistencies or, or unexpected things. And those, make it into the work or then that, then that adds a texture that you could never really write for. I don't think, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to describe, but even like on occasion, you know, I, know I typically don't like to include interviewers voice, but on occasion something weird will happen and it'll like fill in. It's just a, it's like a little bit of, um, I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's hard to describe, but mm. it's a balance, I guess. Yeah, uh, definitely. Do you feel like it's important as like a still photographer nowadays to be able to do motion work too, or do you think it matters? Or what? Because I mean, like a lot of people say that like all still photographers should be doing motion work now. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. It depends on the person, I guess. I mean, some hmm. it is probably. I mean, it's they're. They're like cousins. I mean, it, there's some things are similar and some things are really way so different. Um, mm. And I think it's, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on the person and what they want to achieve. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's just, it seems like nowadays, at least I'm just speaking to like the commercial world, like with advertising and stuff, they kind of just want like the whole like asset package. A lot of the times it's like, it seems like it's going more that way. Like they'll have like a director direct the commercial and then they shoot the stills and they kind of, it's all packaged it more. It's at least in my experience, it seems like it's going more that way. So it's definitely, yeah, I would, I would think so. Although I, uh, yeah, I I would think so. Although I also feel like it's, Mm. it's important to know boundaries and, yeah, like. definitely. Yeah, I think you should only like if you in my my perspective is like you only should do motion work if you're like if you want to do that. Like I wouldn't force it cuz then it's just going to be crummy work, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I, and I think it's got to yeah, for, yeah. And I, I, I in a certain way I don't think it should be motion for the sake of all oh, that's out of motion thing. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be a part of the story that's intrinsically mm-hmm. demanding to be told that way and that 
you know, that, that'll, that'll help. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. I remember, I remember, I do remember starting and I was like the same editor I was working with was like, <laughs> like I would not let the camera run. I was taking like really long photos basically. You know, oh, like, really? <laughs> and it was, it was, he was, I was driving this guy crazy and he was like, just, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna catch on fire. Like, but you don't have to, like the short takes are like way, they're, <laughs> they're, they're hell. So yeah, that's, funny. yeah, it's definitely a different way of working. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I've always kind of enjoyed your uh, motion work. You can see you really uh, have a passion for it, and it kind of comes through in the characters that you kind of find and the stories you tell. Um, it's a relief. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a bear, right? Because you never like. I feel like you're never done editing. You just like stop editing. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with doing any project, do you ever feel like like I was gonna ask you like with like gathering time. Like, do you feel like you're like fully satisfied with the way that came out, or are you continually just kind of like picking it apart? I, I'm happy with it. I would love to do it again. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how I feel like photo projects. It's like I'm done, but then I'm like, eh, I could have done that better. I could have shot more, and it's just like it's like never. Ends. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's you know, it's I don't know. I mean, I don't. I my desire to be in like. In dingy motel rooms is gone. I fulfilled okay. that entirely. I'm like, that's out of my system. Yeah. But yeah, other stuff. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's always. Yeah. It depends. I mean, I, you sort of want to grow and move forward and not repeat yourself, but at the same time, I don't think you really ever can. So I don't yeah, know. Definitely. Do you kind of have like any goals for your motion work or photography or anything like that? Yeah, I'm, I have. I have a few projects that I've been. I've shot. For the past year, and I'm trying to edit now, and I'm, you know, making making books and that sort of thing is always is always going on in the background, and that's that's a goal is to get this current project edited into a into a book that makes sense. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's really cool. And then I guess just like a few more questions. I guess like um, being that you've been doing this for a while now, like being a commercial photographer and um, shooting everything from editorial advertising. Um, do you think, what do you think you've learned for doing this for a while? Is there like any keys to like running a successful commercial photography business? Cause I mean, as you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, it's, it's a, it's a competitive <laughs> yeah. business. How do you kind of deal with those like, uh, ups and downs and do you kind of have like any like keys you've kind of learned from doing this for a while? Um, yeah, it, it well, the next check is is always maybe a week later than you think it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> maybe more. So yeah, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think think for me personally, I can't really address anything other than that. But I, but for me personally, I feel like addressing things longer term is 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 the is the key to making you know making work that that matters and and, and running a business in a way that makes sense because you can't. You know, you need to have short-term plans, of course, but it, but yeah, it's I, I don't think there should be any rush to do stuff like, yep. you know, if, if you're, if you're <laughs> blessing or a curse, but if you're, if you're going to be a photographer, it's going to be a long, it's a marathon. It's, it's yeah, it's a marathon. So you got to like, think about where you want to be in five years and 10 years. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I have two kids now and I think back a lot, like often I'm like, man, what? Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> All right, man. I'm not the only. I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh my God, no! It's like it's real. It can be really stressful, and you know, 
yeah. all of a sudden stuff gets real when you got a mortgage and kids and you're like, oh, well, Oh yeah, man. <laughs> you know, so you, so planning is, planning is important. And, mm-hmm. um, but I also, you know, at the same time, very few things are, are sure, are sure bet. So if you, if you spend your life doing something you love, I don't think you can really go that wrong. I mean, as long as you, mm-hmm. you know, have a reasonable head on you, it's like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I honestly can't think of another career that I'd be willing to spend my entire life pursuing through like good times and bad and mm-hmm. all the other like stuff you have to do in order to make it work. It's still a ridiculously fantastic profession. Like it's oh, just, yeah. no, there's nothing I mean, like it. Nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it's such a gift. I mean, you get to meet these people and do these, go on these shoots. And now that I'm a dad, I'm like going to a hotel room to myself. And that is like the, ultimate in luxury right now is to be <laughs> away from diapers for a little while. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Corey, well, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on here, man. It was definitely a real treat to get to talk to you. Like I said, I've been following your work for years, and uh, it was definitely a pleasure to talk to you. Um, but for people that are going to listen to this, um, where's the best place for them to check out your work? Yeah, my, my website, Corey Hendrickson, and then I, I'm trying to do the Instagram thing uh, at Vermont Corey. Okay, cool. So that'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Would... Thank thanks so much for having me. I, I, this has been this has been a really pleasure to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, definitely. I'll link I appreciate it, on there. it. And then I saw I think on your website it said you're going to be showing Gathering Time at the Montpelier. Is there a film festival coming up? I think. Yeah, yeah, on March 16th in Montpelier, Vermont, the Green okay, Mountain Film per- Festival. Perfect. So I'll, I'll I actually link... have two. I have two. I have two films shown there actually, but yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, perfectly. I'll link it on there and. Uh... Awesome. People go check it out. Well, thanks so much, Corey. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. So there you have it. That was the Corey Hendrickson interview. I want to thank Corey so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to speak with him about all his work and his documentary filmmaking. I can't thank him enough. Uh, Definitely go check out Corey's website at CoreyHendrickson.com as well as his Instagram page, Vermont Corey. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. And going forward, just want to let you know, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and then on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.